I also realized as I was watching this that I forgot to cancel my Showtime trial. Oh, no. And I'm really mad because now I have to pay for Showtime. My plan literally for this entire season was to just jump on everyone's credit card and my family and then some friends. And, like, just... oh, no. and like I forgot to cancel it. So there you go, Showtime. I'm a loyal customer. <laughs> I think I also have a Showtime right now, which I thought my dad bought it but i kind of think it was actually my account <laughs> oh my gosh everyone cancel your trials i know oh i mean i guess happy to support our girls anything <laughs> for the team they canceled z-way though wait really yeah showtime canceled z-way which has made me really sad i didn't know that i know this happened a couple of weeks ago which is really unfortunate because i think there's a lot of crossover here and a lot of empowering women on screen. You're listening to BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. God. BuzzFeed News. RIP. You're listening to BuzzFeed News. You're listening to Buzzkill. Buzzkill is a Yellow Jackets podcast hosted by Nisa Khan and myself, Laura Zube, produced by us along with Skylar Burkhart. We're glad you're listening. We also went to our board camp, but that's a new story for another <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> but yes, uh, horror has been part of our friendship for a long time. And surprisingly, Skylar. And I guess that's also in the woods. Sorry. Oh, my God, it is. Wilderness, in the woods. wilderness horror. We lived it. We did live it. We, we lived basically it. were the yellow jackets. I, mean, I would say we did a better job than them because we all survived. Yeah, we didn't turn against each other. I turned against Rhea at some point. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I do I think there was a, a line between us two and Rhea and Mary-Kate because I got the sense they were maybe braver than us. Although I could also, maybe it was just me being cowardly. But... No, we were split up pretty evenly because our other two friends were much braver. They were doing like the horror mazes, the haunted houses. Me and Laura did like the pumpkin patch, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to have you there because I was like, I don't want to get the life scared out of me in this like haunted mansion. So yeah, the hayride, the hayride was perfect. Yeah, but it was totally was terrified. Oh my god, and the tent part at the end where they started throwing blood on everyone. Yeah, we actually got to skip that. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna start off with like the intro. So Van's at a really cute streaming place, and we kind of get a sense of what her day to day was like before I tie before her first love came stumbling back into her life oh no and then she faints oh no oh ty so now we get to our next scene where ty i think they must have heard us talk about shauna and ty yes um, we were we were missing the shauna ty friendship in our in our previous episode and i think they heard us because now we're getting a lot of shauna ty just sort of like quipping back and forth but then um, Ty is going to medi- um, going to his meditation thing with all of, like the yellow jackets outside in the woods. Um, Ty is going because she is being a good girlfriend and indulging Van. Travis is there. Akila is there. And um, Shauna actually, 
I re- we kind of were trying to decide who's team Lottie and who's not, who's like the skeptics. Mm. Um, here we get the confirmation that Sean is very much not on team Lottie. <laughs> we were sort of back and forth on her. And my question for you is, uh, who would you be in this situation? That's a good question. Honestly, I feel like in this situation, I'm, I mean, it, I'm sure a lot just depends on the circumstance because I can see why Shauna's freaked out because she's pregnant. She's like, she's obsessed with my baby. Um, but on Thaisa's end, you know, she's going, like, she has not been having the same uh, sleepwalking things happen recently. And I honestly kind of feel like I relate more with Ty a little bit, just in the sense of the chillness. She she seems kind of more um, like she's going with the flow a little bit of like, I don't know if this works. I kind of don't believe in it, but it is serving me currently. So sure, like it's making it's keeping my girlfriend happy and I haven't been sleepwalking. I think that Shauna... Um, like Shauna's interesting in this situation because she's very um her anxiety feels very tuned in with the reality of the situation um Mm -hmm. which I think is also I'm trying to remember if there was another scene I was thinking about in this episode that also had this going on but I was remembering in season one I think Shauna's good at embracing uncertainty even when it's really inconvenient or unpalatable to do so because I feel like she just her top priority is what what feels like reality to her, I guess. So like in season one, there was like way back when there was a disagreement about if they should go to the lake or stay at the plane. And she voted that they should go to the lake, even though it wasn't what Jackie wanted. And then they were going. And I think Ty, who had wanted to go to the lake, said something to her that was like, um, it was I'm glad you you made the right call, you made the right choice. But then Shauna kind of cuts her off and she's like, no, we don't know that. We're all just kind of hoping for the best um, and doing what feels safe. But none of us really know what is the right thing to do out here. We're just pretending we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I still, I still see that way of thinking in her personality of like, I think I feel like at least one of the things that unnerves her here is how certain everyone seems to be about Lottie which is I feel like to her making the situation feel more dangerous because she doesn't actually feel that certain I don't know yeah um that's really I think that's really interesting I think with Shauna too is that like I didn't realize last last episode that there's this weird complication that Lottie is fixated on the baby and what Mm -hmm. the baby brings um the baby's probably going to be turned out to be a boy because Lottie says we can't wait to see him Mm. um and that is extremely unnerving too yeah I I really kind of I love that look at Shauna the way you just said and her weird practicality that she's kind of sort of losing a lot as an adult because you know Mm -hmm. she she's been you know yeah for maybe too long yeah I feel like as an adult she feels a little less maybe tuned in to the risks that are being taken or she's more willing to take them maybe because she doesn't see it as being like there's as much to lose like I feel like right now she's in such a desperate situation when she's in you know as a a teenager because like all the rest of them it's already really bad in that she's starving they're freezing it's winter stranded plane crash all that but on top of that she is very pregnant and gonna give birth in the winter and her best friend just died um kind of because of her <laughs> so it's um 
she doesn't have any any wiggle room left. This is like she's at the end of her rope. And it might even get worse. Um, like she already is in the worst place she could be in, but having a baby might make it even harder. And I think that's kind of what is pushing her to her limit. Um, I don't know. So that maybe makes me wonder as an adult, she definitely is, I don't know, doing stuff to me that feels like more like she's down to kind of take risks um, and not, I don't know, like not seem like the consequences are breathing down her neck quite as much. At least that's the way I read it. I don't know. I but maybe, hope she gets yeah. an epidural out there. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's so When I was a kid, I was terrified of being pregnant. Like, when I was like, I feel like I was like seven or something like that, and I was terrified of being pregnant. So, oh. <laughs> I don't know, it's like a very weird childhood memory, but like, I remember being a kid, because like, I didn't know how, obviously, children are made, so I was constantly like putting my arm around my stomach, being like, this Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> How children are made. Oh. Um, my mom was very frank with me though. She was never like the. She was not like the stork baby kind of mom. She was always like, "Yeah, this is how it happens." Um, yeah. Um, oh no. <laughs> um, putting your arms no. around your stomach. I was literally doing that. <laughs> Don't go in there, babies. <laughs> like no, no things. No, no babies not, allowed. Not today. So our next scene, Callie is bowling we um get confirmation that she is hanging out with a cop and i hate that in a small town nobody recognized that the cop was hanging out with the high schooler yeah and get away from her get a job um yeah Callie also i thought it was very funny because here Callie um called out her mom for not googling adam but then realized that she also did not google this man because she yeah didn't have his name, so. that's a great point yeah um, this man who's an adult. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Callie's bowling. She's bowling like a dork. She's trying to like get some kisses from him. She checks her name on his credit card and realizes that he is a cop. And um, she just freaks out. Oh no. Yeah. Next scene, we get two girls who we have never seen before. Okay. Have we seen these girls before, Laura? Wait. What? Oh, these Wait, which girls? I don't even remember. Oh, we're back in the 1996 plot line, and we get two girls we have never seen before sort of gossiping about Javi. One oh. girl, one's like a blonde girl. Oh, okay. I forgot. Yeah. I see yeah, their faces, no. but they don't have names. No, no. I have no idea what their names are. I think we might have got a glimpse or two in the last couple episodes. So it's, I don't know. It's good we get a little talk from them now, because I think if it had gone much more into the season... I would have been like, okay, but who are they for real? Oh, wait. I also, I need to stop, talk, stop talking about Succession, but we're actually getting to a Succession <laughs> segment, so it's fine. Did you watch yesterday's episode? I did, I think. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, in that episode... Oh, yeah, with the uh, Scars Guard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. In that episode, there are new, um, like, Waystar employees who are getting fired. Like, there's this guy named Ray... And everyone's yeah. like, who the fuck are these people? I know. They you just know? needed to, like, beef up the kill list. Yeah, exactly. I mean, which, honestly, <laughs> Yellow Jackets, is that what you're doing, too? Succession oh. and Yellow Jackets have the same problem, where they're like, we can't get rid of our main cast, so we're just going to beef up the background. Yeah. Um, and people, and there's this one girl on TikTok, she was like, no, this man has always been here. And she started making fan cams of one of, like, the corporate suits in the background. Just, like, oh, my gosh. Hyper pop. Um, 
I love a succession fandom. Yeah, but, um, he's gonna do the like investigative deep dive back into season one of Yellow Jackets and go <laughs> find these girls. The faces look familiar. I do wonder if like they've always been a bit in the background, but now they're giving people more characteristics. Like Akila has a little bit more to the season. Mm-hmm, yeah. They're building up characteristics, and if someone were to die. They'll be really sad. Um, I really hope that Akila doesn't die because she's been so sweet so far this season. It feels too much like that's what they're doing. <laughs> like yeah. just making her really sweet, you know, yeah. before she perishes. So I hope it doesn't go that way. So do I. Um, Millie, so Millie and Crystal are doing this um, cute little like truth, like truth and dare type. Of, not truth or dare. So sorry, let me start that again. Millie and Crystal are in the background. You, you and Misty and Crystal. What did I? Misty. Oh my god, who the fuck is Millie? <laughs> I don't know. How Millie written in this entire list? I don't know. I like the name Millie. Who the fuck is Millie? Oh, see, I'm creating girls now. Oh yeah, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. See, now I understand your problem. All right, Misty and Crystal are being really cute in the background, and they're um swapping some deep dark secrets so Callie and um the copper in the car Callie in a brilliant maneuver she's really growing on me this episode I thought she did some great Aww. moves here I'm glad she, yeah <laughs> you are a Callie supporter yeah um, I, yeah I like Callie yeah she says um my mom is sleeping with Randy to throw the cop off from Adam and okay wasn't that a good move she Callie did it fine is Randy who's a fuck up <laughs> I know that was their their misstep was putting the eggs in the Randy basket everyone executed it perfectly he just didn't stick the landing I mean like honestly I thought Shauna and Jeff were being kind of clever to go to the extra step of him actually like jerking off I wouldn't even have thought about that yeah they were me really, either like, he's I wonder if it would have helped if they had explained I mean I get why they wouldn't explain to Randy but I don't know I don't know I feel like a lot was hinging on him being like really dumb because from his perspective it's like why would why would that make sense other than that they need like the DNA to be there you know yeah, he really um he really made some leaps and bounds. But this um it's just a long list of everyone assuming that Randy and Shauna should be together. <laughs> People really the the universe was putting the the, the links in Randy and Shauna. And Team to Shauna's Rana. There you go. Team Shandy. Uh what is Chef? Shandy. Shandy versus Chef. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I uh. Yeah. Why aren't there more hashtag chefs going around on Instagram? I think people are still hoping that Jackie will come back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many pics there are on Ao3 about just an oh. adult Jackie randomly surviving? Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude! If only. How fun would that be? Okay. Give me a give me a prompt. How how could how could Jackie survive that? Well, I mean, Javi has a friend. Apparently, we learn in this episode. What if Javi's friend saved her and replaced her with um a, a spare corpse? 
you never know. I don't know. If there's hidden people in the woods, maybe they have that kind of resources. I don't know. Maybe it's like an us situation where there's doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a chubby Jackie got doppelganger got out. Or like they're all starving. Maybe they all just hallucinated her body being there. Ooh. Or, you know? They were so delirious. Yeah. That it was just a deer or something and they thought it was Jackie. <laughs> I know. They really, really screwed the fanfic writers over by literally providing me with not only her corpse, but her Eden corpse. Like, I know, I know. We have sad. Look, here's how Jackie and Shauna can still win. <laughs> I want them to. I want them to be the ones to take it all the way. Uh, get to the finish line. The end game. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if they're... If I think of couples on the show, who okay, who would your who's your end game couple on the show? Who's your like top pair? My top pair? Yeah. The couple that you're most rooting for on the whole show. Who's still alive? So like they have to be alive as adult versions, right? No, I think like any like would you have wanted Shauna and Jackie over anyone else? Shauna and Jackie, I ship in like a very like toxic female friendship like turn into like a love like angry lover situation yeah similar to tom and shiv in succession again another yeah tom and shiv are perfect for each other but so (laughs) evil (laughs) barnacle meat no like i I loved that (laughs) oh my gosh um for people who don't watch there's a scene where tom and shiv face off each other they're a couple almost about to get divorced they just start sniping at each other, but they're saying things no human have ever have ever no. said like out loud before. How did he come up with that off the top of his head? Your ears alone look like barnacle meat. Yeah, your ears are like chewy, like barnacle. <laughs> She's like, what? what but that f- scene cemented it for me. I was like, you're too good for each other. So them sort of like yelling really like really dumb niche personal things at each other. Where it's like it's too weird to even be offended by. Um, I was like, you guys have to be together. Oh, they're not getting divorced. They can't. They mustn't. The Wams Gams Roy divorce is not happening. No. Um, and that's kind of how I like those are the the, the same level of, like fucked up dynamics I apply to like an adult Shauna and Jackie where they do hurt each other, but it's so weird that everyone just sort of has to accept it. Um, yeah. I, no, if I Ty and Van, I see themselves as like maybe rekindling, but I do think Ty is gonna go back to Simone if Simone survives. Mm, How okay. about you? Yeah, I think Ty and Van, my jury maybe is still out. I do love them together, and I love how like they're the most solid couple that are still together from the wilderness time because we know about like there's Natalie and Travis, but that obviously. It's been, like, Ty had the line about how it's, like, really toxic or they're the worst for each other. Um, And Van and Ty, yeah, like, they're the only other couple I can think of from Mm -hmm. that time. Other than maybe Shauna and Jeff, um, if you count that. Um, So I like the sense of, like, no one else knows what they've been through better than each other. Especially with the, like, Ty sleepwalking thing. Because even in the past, the other girls don't really know about that the way Van does. But I also think, I think that that being one of the pros is also one of the potential cons or weaknesses, just because I feel like there's this element of 
um, because no one else can know them that well because no one else was like there with them in this formative way that they were there for each other. It also means like as individuals, I think I'm still waiting to see as individuals how they complement each other um, a little more, but I do love them. I think Van and Ty might be my most automatic answer for favorite couple. Um, But I also really do like Shauna and Jeff. um, And I like their seeing their struggle to negotiate with each other, how healthy it's possible for their relationship to be um, given the way it started and the history with Jackie and given Jeff knowing about all of the terrible stuff that happens in the woods, presumably, which includes like some pretty bad stuff that Shauna's done, which we might not know all of yet. Yeah. I love Sean and Jeff for like hijinks. I think like they, they, they seem to work together well when it comes to like um, them having to sort of navigate. Yeah. Weird situations together. I, Want to give another shout out for Misty and Nat? Um, that's true, that's true. Have a shout out. Look, if she didn't kill Jessica again, the journalist, that's true. Oh, Misty. Also, one last thing I'll add maybe about Jeff and Shauna was that I think one thing I want to see more from that relationship is that we see we've seen a lot of like Shauna doing something really intense and then Jeff having to help her find a way through it or kind of like cover it up, I guess, like the affair and the murder, (laughs) obviously are the big ones. (laughs) And Jeff did have the blackmail thing go on, but that sort of got, um, I guess, subsumed into the murder plotline pretty quickly because they were so related. But um, I feel like a lot of the big conflicts they're working through this season are um, a Shauna centric conflict that then Jeff has to kind of respond to or decide how he feels about. And I'd be interested to see a little more angles of like what could come up for Jeff individually that then Shauna has to react to, I guess. Um, I'm thinking of those Barbie posters where she's like, Barbie is everything. And he's just Ken. Yeah, he's <laughs> just Jeff. <laughs> he's Shauna and Jeff. It's true. She's everything. He's just Jeff. He is just Jeff. Um, we had Ty and Van in here. I just wrote a bunch of times, Van is so pretty. Ty is so pretty. <laughs> Dude, right? Yeah. Ty has, like, um, adult Taisa has, like, the cutest smile. It's so, like, dimply. She does! <laughs> She's such a dimply smile. This was such a good... It was so good to see Ty, the adult Taisa, be like emotionally vulnerable in this episode. Oh yeah. Because I feel like a lot of what we see from her, I mean, in season one, it was a lot of the like politics stuff, having to kind of put on this like elegant face um, to gain, you know, political sway. Or we see her with Simone, but Simone doesn't know the things about her that Van does necessarily. And lately in season two, it's been a lot of like her being really afraid and distressed, but in a way that's inward and like she has to feel that by herself just in the bathroom or whatever. So seeing Van break down those barriers in a way where Ty could actually say out loud how she was really feeling to someone else was um, really cool. And the actress or uh, yeah, Thaisa's actor did such a good job. I also love like the naked lady pen. Apparently they brought this to Shauna's wedding where Jackie Taylor's mom had like a heart attack or something like yeah. that over the um, boob pen. 
if only we could be a fly on the wall of the Shauna Jeff wedding. Right? Oh my I god, guess. was Lottie there? I need to know. <laughs> was Travis there? Also, the like the fact that Ty and Van were there together and apparently on good terms at that time is a very revealing tidbit because we know it's been a long time since they've seen each other and we know that they're they must have broken up at some point, obviously. But we don't know if they broke up while they were in the woods or once they got home or whatever. But now we at least know that they were okay enough when they got back to go to Shauna's wedding. I which I think to... was pretty pretty soon after the woods, I would imagine. Shauna but... definitely got married very quickly after the after they got back. So I right. think maybe she and Taisa were together and maybe they have broken up before Ty went to college. I don't know. Maybe they could have, I guess, broken up and just been on like amicable terms at Shauna's wedding. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, we saw that like wedding picture where Shauna looks like young, you know, so yeah, and Jeff. So yeah, so I don't think it was too long after. God, but yeah, I would love to see that wedding. I would love everyone just smiling through their teeth, knowing Shauna might have eaten Jeff's baby. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Dude, I I don't know if I'm ready for the next episode. Oh my god. Sean's going through it. Where we going to the ship and Sandeki family where they start scheming with their daughter. I thought this again was just like a really delightful scene where Callie comes in and she was like, Don't be mad. Just like, of course, honey. Sean was like, No, I'm not gonna come with that. Yeah. She admits that she was seeing a cop and but she came with a Randy Walsh lie and Shauna's like Fuck it, I think she did actually save us. Shauna's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, Shauna's like, all right. Callie lights up. I liked this. I like when Callie acts like a yeah. kid and she's kind of like in cahoots with her parents. Like, I did good. Yeah. Yeah. This scene was really, it's really cute, like, family dynamics. Or maybe cute's the wrong word. It's cool family dynamics emerging among the three of them. Because I do think as individuals, each of their characters has a habit of kind of just being a little deceptive, you know, sometimes in ways that are like kind of playful and chill and sometimes in ways that carry more weight. But we saw all of them doing that separately in season one. Like Jeff was blackmailing Shauna's friends. Shauna was hanging out with Adam and Callie was just kind of doing typical teenage stuff, but she was still like closed off and she was like, I'm not going to tell you where I am. Or she like snuck out and went to that Halloween party that, um, you know, was like clearly she didn't have permission for so I think in season one, it felt like a more divided household where they were all separately sort of keeping their own little secrets. So it's interesting to see as a threesome, as a group of three, um, <laughs> them trying. Shut up. No. <laughs> it's interesting to see as a trio um, how how they're navigating trying to do that together now that they're all kind of on the same team and their deception i don't think it comes naturally to any of them to like work together in this way but it's really fun to see them try well that's the thing right shauna and jeff have never been on the same page before i like this before right like they have never like you know they're also kind of like kind of showing their their real selves in the way that they have never done before and now their daughter gets to be in on it and i kind of love that for them and did you watch Santa Clarita Diet when it's on Netflix? I saw a couple episodes at the beginning, but that's it. That's a show where, like, um, 
the mom becomes a zombie and the dad starts supplying the mom with like um meat and then the daughter eventually gets looped in and that's also another show like it reminded me very much of that and i kind of love that where like the parents aren't just like you know archetypes and the daughter isn't just annoying archetype but they kind of have they're like real people they're like they're like they're given their own personalities and they kind of have to work together like yeah. families kind of do in real life that we never really see on tv and i kind of love that this moment where it's like it was giving that vibe and i kind of hope we kind of get those dynamics moving forward yeah um no, i agree yeah look we're, I'm, I'm turning around on callie <laughs> <laughs> team so, callie all the way look, callie. i want her to be all right i am low-key worried for her but just like long a little long-term worried not immediately but just like over the course of all of yellow jackets idk what she's gonna run into but i hope she's okay i like her you've actually mentioned this before last episode do you see like her um being emotionally hurt or physically hurt like what are your cali oracle telling you i feel like she's already being emotionally hurt (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean but aren't they all though you know um she's not that's not just a cali thing but i feel like they're i don't know i don't know i mean i think just the car scene last episode was kind of creepy where her mom drove her out in a way that was very like i don't know i don't think that shauna would intentionally try to hurt cali or like do anything directly bad to her but i also think that cali isn't always like Callie's welfare isn't always Shauna's top concern maybe I don't even know maybe that's not fair to say but like it just doesn't seem like it's top of her mind unless they're literally in the scene together to me um I don't know yeah I don't know I just feel like she's kind of in a like her family they're all doing okay right now and working together but like legally um in terms of the law and in terms of like trauma of the past I think in many ways they're in like a precarious family situation and I hope that Callie isn't the one to or I don't know I'm sure they're all gonna suffer but (laughs) I don't know count on it um I think yeah I think like um I do think like maybe we're kind of underestimating Shauna's mothering a little bit like yeah I do think there's scenes where she like wants to spend time with Callie and stuff like that but I think she's good at it like She's good at going through the motions when, like, Callie is, like, right there. I think it's, like, the minute Callie's not... You make a good point, right? Where, like, when Callie's not there, Shauna's, like, not really, like, immediately thinking about her. Yeah. Which I kind of love for, like, um, a female character <laughs> that her daughter isn't yeah. actually her priority. I'm not totally anti... And I'm not, like, she needs to be thinking about Callie all the time. Oh, I just no, kind of no, no, feel no, like totally. there's enough tension there that, like... I could see it like snapping, I don't know, in a negative way at some point. Oh, I feel no. like they have there's more confrontations yet to come. And also her character hasn't like maybe a part of it is that she hasn't really gone through as much stuff, as much like intense stuff as like a lot of the other characters, which I guess is also true of Jeff. Um she, so it just feels like she's a little more in for it, I don't know. Yeah. Um, like it's it's ahead. <laughs> And not to say that, like, um, you were, I agree, I agree with you, too, also being, like, Shauna should probably be thinking of being, thinking of her daughter's welfare a lot more than she is. <laughs> like, you're not wrong there. So, like, I, yeah, um, like, that is, like, something that, like, because Jeff says that, like, last episode, too, right? Like, you, you're not, you're not, like, 
they, we have parents have these instincts and Shauna's not utilizing them. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also in that conversation, yeah, Jeff, the points he was bringing up were like, she's our daughter. Our job is to like take care of all this so she doesn't have to or like throw our bodies in front of her. Like we should protect her no matter what. And Shauna doesn't like disagree with him. I think she also is, she's like, well, she kind of already knew. Um, and she is trying to protect Callie, but I just think that those thoughts occurring to Jeff that are like his instant reactions, I don't think that she had the same instant reaction of like, I need to protect Callie no matter what. I kind of feel like her having that conversation with Callie was more trying to protect herself and make sure that Callie wouldn't tell anyone maybe. Um I don't know. Maybe it was like multi-layered, but I just think like I do think she cares about all that and like takes it. It has weight for her, but I don't know that it, um, that it, she thinks of it as immediately in the, those terms as maybe Jeff does. I wonder also because like back on this, I wonder also because like she's seen Callie as like when I was in Callie's age, I was with all these insane odds. I was you know. And she had to, like, sort of uh, be kind of um, part of, like, you know, this gang of girls where they're all adults. There's no one really to take care of her. So I think wonder she kind of approaches Callie like she's also, like, an adult and, like, in a situation, like, in a high-stress situation because that's what she was when she was, like, 17 or 18 or whatever age Callie is right now. So I think I wonder that's why she keeps approaching Callie more like a peer versus, like, somebody she needs to, like, overtly take care of. I really like that take. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we both seem to be really interested in Shauna as a mother, which I do think, I find it a fascinating con- a topic too, right? Natalie and Lisa are at the center and we're back in the the 2020s and they're doing kind of their meditation practice. Lottie sort of jumps in and um, then Nat gets a visitor. And we finally get my long-needed Misty and Nat reunion. Yay! But it does not go well. Um, I know. Dude, it was a fun interaction, though. It was a fun I love... I think I said the same thing maybe when we talked about the last episode, but adult Natalie's humor delivery is so good. I do kind of love her. Like, her... um, She has, like, sort of this, like... When I mean flimsy, like physically she's physically flimsy the way she moves around and like yeah. it's sort of like this like an like really like like chilled gait that she doesn't have when she's like younger chilled. i like yeah, that I, word for it i don't know it was like the more updated version of swagger but like she kind of like walks around sort of like always like looking like she's kind of sort of like surveying like the land mm, around her totally yes yeah, yeah, and I kind of love the way, like, I just kind of love that part of an adult Nat. Yeah, yeah. She's very kind of, like, yeah, self-assured in a, in a way. In her, like, phys- physical motions. You're right. Yeah, but, um... And, like, uh, investigative. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I also like the question emerging. Maybe this was more later at a different scene in this episode, but I like the how much it's emerging how much she's still thinking about Travis because she's been focusing on Lottie and trying to figure her out this season but it feels clear that she's still like she has an agenda in a lot of the interactions that she has um and while that 
I think that doesn't mean it's not a mutually exclusive thing and having an agenda doesn't mean that she's not also in the interaction for human reasons and interested in the other person but I think she does hold goals of like I'm gonna figure out what your cult is doing and like whether I can trust you or I know that you were one of the last people to see Travis and I want to know what was up with that because I'm still thinking about him so I don't know I like how she kind of holds many objectives at once yeah I mean like you mentioned it before which I almost forgot is that her her thing is like I've lost my purpose and she did have like she kind of had such a strong purpose in the woods, which is I need to make sure the girls have something to eat. I need to go out every day and get something. And I think here her purpose is like getting to the bottom of this, but I do, I I agree with you. I do think she, she ultimately cares about Lisa and um, the people she's coming across around. And maybe that's why she's also continued to be driven about this, but she could tell Misty to fuck off um, in her party boy too. And Misty, I'm shocked by how weirded out she seems to be by Lottie, considering mm. her whole deal. So I'm generally very curious about how things shake up with Lottie. Mm. The next scene, um, Van and Ty are talking about the dog sacrifice. We kind of just had to not touch on that. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Thaisa. I feel like this is the scene where her wall kind of crumbles a little bit. And I love the like the the way the scene is written, just the lines where she just kind of keeps refusing to talk about it and Van just makes her at one point. She's just like stop you know, stop not asking for my help because obviously you're in a bad state and obviously I'm going to help you so you could at least like ask. Um and it's this really cool combination of like frustration and concern (laughs) um yeah 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 and I think also like it's pop I wonder if that's a big part of like why their relationship crumbled a little bit that you know maybe Van pokes a little too much but Ty is really proud Mm -hmm. and I wonder if like they're kind of bumping up something that they can't bumped a lot when they're like teenagers or in the early 20s um yeah it's a scene of two people who obviously know each other really, really well. Yeah. And that's kind of the pain of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ah, my girls. Um, no. Okay, here comes the big scene. Oh my god. We got Misty and Crystal swapping secrets in the woods. So the girls have this awful card um, draw stick where like, you draw, like I think, the lowest card. You have to throw their um bucket of poop into the woods i don't want to get too graphic about that but that was really gross yeah and the show got graphic the show got graphic that. it could have been worse it could have been worse look i'm glad they answered the question because in any survival situation the first thing i'm thinking is how's everyone going to the bathroom where that poop go where that poop go i don't know if that's the first thing i'm thinking about but but it would pop up it would definitely pop up also, it popped up earlier in this season. Wasn't there some argument about someone was like, oh, you pooped in the wrong place? Because Misty had a line that was like, does it look like a girl poop or a boy poop? <laughs> I love how they're like, we know we're a girl show, but we're going to talk about poop and you're just going to have to deal with it. The other, the second thing I always think about is um, menstruation. Like, what are you going to use for pads? Um, and they answered that one pretty quickly. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. probably even harder now that it's winter, though, because they can't. I don't know. I mean, I guess they can do that outside. It's just cold, uncomfortable. 
I wonder how they're washing their pads. I wonder how they don't all have like a UTI. They well, they were boiling them in season one. Oh my god! Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm glad I'm not. I know you're like you enjoy camping. I I, I, just... I don't know. If this would be a little beyond for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the major secrets is that her name isn't Crystal. It's Kristen. Ooh, Kristen. Oh, oh Kristen. poor Kristen. And then um, Crystal the pistol. Our new Kristen is saying like everyone just liked me and I never been liked before. And um, Misty, this brings up that Misty was like, oh, people never liked me before too until we got stranded in the woods, and that's why I smashed the flight recording system that could have saved us dude yeah there's this whole you can see it dawning on her too because crystal i feel like you can sense that she's thinking about it and then crystal has that line of like do you know how lucky we are some people are never able to tell someone their deepest darkest secrets and you can tell she's thinking about it you're like misty please don't and then she just goes for it she goes for it, and Crystal is a ray of sun, but she's not that much of a ray of sun. She sort of staggers back, and she's like, you're not that good of an actress. You're the reason we weren't saved. Yeah. And she staggers backwards, and I kept being like, no, no, don't do that. I know. And um, Misty's like, "I'm go- if you tell anyone, I'm going to fucking kill you. And Crystal uh, stumbles back, and Misty didn't exactly crowd her, but she does fall off the cliff. Yeah, she. it's clearly an accident, I think, but also not, not Misty's fault. Pretty much Misty's fault. Pretty much Misty's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this scene was so intense. Yeah. The acting um, of both of them in this scene was wild. But I felt like my heart was beating so fast. I felt so pulled into the tension between them. And I would say, especially Misty, as she's closing in on her and she's like, I'll fucking kill you. I, it was such genuine fear in her eyes, which I thought was really interesting. And it made me think of, I think I didn't even, I noticed this when I kind of rewatched the episode or the scene, but, um, I was just thinking of the fear that she must be feeling because obviously she is pretty in the wrong, you know, she did this bad thing. (laughs) Um, But in her perspective, it's pretty dire. Like they are all in a terrifying situation already. Tensions are running high. There's sort of divisions emerging in the group a little bit with the Lottie thing. They did already eat one person and I feel like it would not be a good not that anyone is outright threatening each other or anything like that. Mark but it almost would be... threatened Ben. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's it's like there's undercurrents in the air for sure. And it would not be a good political climate in this cabin for like everyone to suddenly have her as a common enemy. Um, <laughs> and she's like genuinely terrified um, of the idea of this information getting out. I don't know. Yeah. Which makes I sense. Think- yeah, I, I, you know, totally. I think, like, I think also, I think she was worried about, like, I'm going to lose, like, my cachet. Even though she lost her cachet after poisoning everyone, 
That's um, true. Seeing Christian um, reference the poisoning cracked me up again because it's like... I know. It's like she didn't forget. She's yeah. known this whole time. But like that cracked me. It also cracked me up because like Christian knew Misty poisoned her and yet still said like, I'm going to be best friends with you. So She was, yeah. She was still like, whatever, bestie. Whatever, bestie. Just, it's also really interesting in the scene thinking of like Misty and where she's kind of where she's smart versus where her smartness is a little more vulnerable I think because I don't think she is like it's like smart sometimes and she's dumb sometimes I just think she has like blind spots maybe weak spots when it comes to her friends and I think this decision because she is really smart in a lot of ways and she's able to be like as a kid and as an adult like she's able to be Maybe especially as an adult. I don't know what, what, what your thoughts are on that. But um, we see her be, like, methodical and um, and kind of manipulative. Like, she puts forethought into things. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I just I feel like she's a pretty smart character. But a decision like this feels like, how do you not recognize the risk you're taking? And if you're not okay with taking that risk, don't take it, you know? Because I don't know. But then she feels so swept up in this friendship that she feels certain of how Kristen would respond um so maybe it doesn't feel like a risk but yeah I don't know yeah I think it makes a good point where she seems very methodical where how she deals with um like I guess relationships now that she's older and I think a lot of it is like she has a loyalty to yellow jackets in her future self right where she's protecting Shauna and all that from Adam but she kills someone who seemed to have a connection with her which is Jessica Although there's a good chance yeah. that Jessica would have probably killed her and would have gone after her too. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't always get swept up in friendship, but I think here, maybe because she's younger, and this is at a point where like I knew I re- regret podcasting and putting my opinion somewhere because it did change. <laughs> or like maybe a part of me did wish the Kristen thing started in season one, but we can't change that. But I do think since this kind of goes this feeds right into her um plot line with walter i see her getting a taste of friendship and then it sort of and how it kind of affects her as an adult where she doesn't feel like she can share things with people even though she shouldn't have shared things in the begin with and she was totally in the wrong right it was this kind of idea that like this kind of confirmation that she'll probably never be accepted if she like but i mean and it really stops her from being a hundred percent with everyone else right she doesn't try to like you know she doesn't try to like you know water herself down for the other yellow jackets or for walter yeah, right that's so true it, so it, it I, i'm trying to but it does seem to have affect her in small ways right where she's still a fan of musicals and she really doesn't like it when her friends um when when her friends <laughs> like her kind of like you know when people like nat sort of um discard her or push her away and it really hurts her feelings and you can tell that like she needs to do the extra work to be like, well, of course she doesn't say that because Lottie's jealous of the friendship we have. And to me, I think my previous opinion was that idea that like it gives Misty too much of a basis of what a real friendship is. And mm-hmm. now my new opinion is like, because she had a taste of it, she's kind of always chasing that. Yeah. But then also must have, yeah, a weird relationship with that really close genuine friendship because it sort of blew up in her face um as a direct result of that closeness like it wasn't like 
you know, she was friends with Crystal and then Crystal got attacked by a wolf or something. It's like she died because Misty confided in her um, and did kind of the ultimate, like for young Misty, it was kind of like the ultimate sign of um, like trust, I guess, that she could show her. Um, And that also reminds me of the random idea that I'm still not sure I'm behind, but like the like comparison I was mulling over between Misty and Shauna <laughs> in the last episode. Oh, because I feel like there's a another weird parallel now because Shauna, as an adult, is so her life has been so defined by um this thing that happened with Jackie, where she, which maybe we also touched on a little bit, um in the last episode, but Shauna had this really formative friendship with Jackie um, and they grew up together, loved each other deeply, but Shauna was always kind of, or like the general broad strokes narrative is that she was kind of always in Jackie's shadow and more of the follower in the pair. And then the one time that she really, really stands up to Jackie and like yells at her and sort of digs deep and gets personal in the fight um, immediately afterward, Jackie dies um and that um experience and of being a teenager and like the first time that you really like stand your ground and stand up to your you know best friend and let yourself get that rage out I guess has such dire consequences that then she's like um I don't know I feel like really scared to maybe do that again in the future Mm -hmm. and I feel like Misty also has a really we've seen now like a formative experience uh in her life where it's like the first time she has felt able to confide in a friend to this level but then this is what happens so I don't yeah know. and I do think that like with Misty like I always suspected Misty would be involved with Kristen's death I didn't think it would be mm. like this I didn't think it would be so one-to-one I um mm. I'm still kind of like back and forth or whether or not like she um she seems to show regret when Kristen is dead. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think that is genuine regret. That, like, I'm um, sorry, bestie. Sorry, bestie. Uh, one of my favorite lines of this episode, though. Look, and then she's with her new bestie, quote unquote, Walter. Who, <laughs> um, Misty's just fixated on the fact that in the 2020s, she is fixated on the fact that Lottie is still like are still around, and she's back um in the states. I see him. And she didn't know it. Um, Walter's like, well, you know, it happens. And your friendships are more complicated than most. And that Misty was insistent on that Lottie is jealous, which she and Nat has. Totally. Walter (laughs) is like, I know you killed Adam, but I really like you. That was a wild. (laughs) Really? For this random, random civilian to just kind of find her and be like, by the way, like, it's totally fine with me if you committed murder. Like, I think you're really cool. Just, like, basically literally what he said. <laughs> That's literally what he said. Those were his words. <laughs> that paraphrasing is not paraphrasing. That's um, literally what was said. Yeah. this and Like, she's... in that tone. It's not even wild for him. He was just like, sometimes people kill people. Like, yeah. He has, he has a very practical way of looking at it. I gotta give him credit for that. He saw, he like shot his shot and but Misty's so asphyxiated. And here this is why I say like her 
that in the present day she seems to have a loyalty to the yellow jackets whereas she's not even this is not even going through her head at this point she is just like i'm going to focus on this and Mm -hmm. this lottie thing so she leaves the car in a huff and he leaves pretty seamlessly he's like yeah that, that was pretty quick if you say so yeah yeah i'm i'm sure he'll be back he'll absolutely be back fairness i kind of see where misty's coming from like yeah she's not wrong in a cult situation they would be lying no yeah definitely (laughs) uh um again i this is another case where like i see misty's point (laughs) she's not wrong yeah Um, so the cops trail shauna with randy and they're like wow that is cool she's sleeping with her husband's best friend but they are just sitting in there and she tells him to jack off into a condom <laughs> where <laughs> really I want to know I want to know who came up with the idea that Shauna or Jeff come up with it um, right I want to know if Jeff knows about it or if he you think he knows Jeff told him don't touch my wife that's true that's true yeah um, that's true and then um, I feel I like love- Shauna <laughs> came up with it <laughs> Shauna came up with it. She's the one, the devil's in the details. Yeah. yeah. She's um, like, we just have to. We just have to. You do. I'm sorry. She's like, you owe me. You you try to blackmail me. That was a good point. The yeah. B-mail. B- <laughs> don't call Like, it. don't worry. I didn't tell them about, you know, the B-mail. <laughs> and when he walks in, she turns around. She's like, don't you dare think about me. I know. <sighs> it's really funny seeing little Shauna Randy moments. Look. Randy, I really feel like people have known each other since childhood. It really does. I gotta hand it up to Jeff and Randy for keeping a strong friendship since... I know. Well, for better and or worse. Probably for worse. <laughs> In the next scene, Lottie... Lottie's whispering weirdly to the baby. Oof, that was weird. Saying, you're going to change everything. Mmm... Shauna freaks the fuck out. That's fair. That's fair. Fair. Um, Randy Randy uses cream for the condom instead of um more natural material. More natural material. Yeah. Dude, I want a 1996 flashback scene or timeline of Jeff and Randy and what they're doing while the girls are in the woods. Shauna storms out into the snow. Again, more girls storming out into the snow. We have done this so many times. One of you guys have died doing this. Stop running into the snow in anger. Stop going into the snow. You're right. Um, we get another, the Ty and Shauna. So Shauna, like, what? She's the one, you know? You again? Yeah. Like, again, mighty moving for a pregnant girl. That's true. But Ty, so Shauna called, like, really, like, vents out to Ty, like, you're my friend, and you're on Lottie's side, and she's being really weird about my baby. And Ty's like, we're excited. And Shauna's like, I'm not fucking excited. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Shauna's baby starts kicking. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a baby of great timing. Uh, a nature baby. A nature baby. Gotta be out in the snow. That baby I just is... saw this note that you wrote down, wind blows, Shauna's baby kicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me say that. <laughs> I don't think Lottie has bad plans for the baby. I, don't I, think... I am curious what you're going to change everything means. 
I feel like they're just pinning a lot of general hope on this baby. And I can see how that generalness makes Shauna nervous because she's like, what fact is that based on, though? So we see Kristen's body. She's confirmed dead. This is not like a uh, like a hobby situation. This isn't like a Jackie situation. Where she's just, here's how Jackie years later. Here's how Jackie and Shauna can still happen. <laughs> this is not that. It's not like Jackie. It's not like not like Jackie. She's um, actually gone. She's actually gone. Uh, we kind of get be- um Javi kind of he doesn't confide in Ben, but he says he has a friend, and she told him to not come back. Yeah, yeah. What is the deal here? I'm very curious about how this goes in with like the lines that have been popping up in the future timelines of like we weren't alone out there. There was something else out there. I've been interpreting those lines as there was this kind of like nebulous force of evil, maybe, that was like swooping around influencing them. But this does make me, I do think that there's a non-zero amount of evidence that there could be other people out there. Um, Because if Javi, Javi has a friend, which, yeah, I don't know, either it's like another person we haven't met or it's like one of the girls maybe I don't know maybe like Taisa in her sleep or something like that um but then there's also all the carvings on the trees which we still don't know who put those there how those got there um yeah. I don't know so that just made me wonder about that I still don't think I'm not convinced but it just I don't know I don't know who his friend is I know there's no no evidence on other people I think what are you hoping for? Like, what are you kind of hoping? Like, do you want something more supernatural? Something a little bit more like, hmm. like, well, I guess like, what is like, like, how would you hope the show would like approach that? That's a good question. I do think with other people, in my mind, my first impulse is that gets it a little too close to like lost territory. Yeah. But that might just be me. Um, Cause yeah. I love lost. And I think like, yellow jackets for me scratches a very similar itch i was like obsessed with lost when i was in like high school um and i think there's a lot of parallels obviously with like the multiple timelines wide cast of like complex interesting characters with weird intersecting dynamics um a plane crashing like is it supernatural or what what's going on here are they dead which i that's not it but you know um and that would be a little too, I, you know, I loved it when it happened in Lost, like, oh, there's other people on the island. But I think it would be in this case, especially with the sh- how the show is handling the supernatural, it would be too easy of a physical answer. Because mm-hmm. I think the blurry lines, especially that Lottie is experiencing, and also Taisa, um, mm-hmm. of like how much of what I'm experiencing is real, how reliable is my... Um, experience with reality um those are really interesting questions that i think if it could all be attributed to just other people hiding out in the woods um it would negate some of that so yeah yeah i don't know i i'm curious who his friend is i hope that's not the answer and i kind of don't think it is i mean i think they already are showing signs of um being interested in moving away from the easiest um just surprising plot twist answer like with Lottie this season like we were touching on last time Mm -hmm. um, a lot of 
people and I was kind of interpreting the end of season one as like oh Lottie's kind of a villain and she's kind of got this evil cult going on um but the show seems more interested in finding all these different complex sides to her character um and obviously it's like she I mean Natalie had a line I think in this episode about how her her visions have hurt people before Mm -hmm. so it's yeah, it's not to say that it hasn't caused harm or that it won't cause harm in the show, but they don't seem like they want it to be as easy as just such and such are the villain characters and so and so are the good characters. And mm-hmm. here's this easy secret that was being kept like surprise. There's other people out there. So, yeah. but I do want some kind of answer. I don't know if I believe yet that like a nebulous sense of darkness floating around in the woods. I don't yet know that that is enough for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might want a little more clarification, but yeah. Sure. How I, do you feel? Gosh, I'm really glad you fell off because I haven't. <laughs> I don't have like that piece of like, like past similar like oh, dynamics yeah. under my belt. And I actually don't know what the big secrets of Lost are. I don't know. If, people always say like I should watch it, but I feel like so much time has passed. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I, I I love it. I'm not a reliable source because I'm too like, oh yeah, I watched Lost. Um, <laughs> I would rewatch it, but I mean, yeah. it, it has it has dips. It's not all, it's not all golden. And the end, I think a lot of people took issue with because there were a lot of floating theories of like, is yeah. there a literal physical way that it all makes sense, or were they all dead the whole time, or is it a weird religious metaphor? And I think the show was trying too hard to play like all sides because they mm-hmm. go down like all of those roads pretty much at different times. So it felt a little by the end, it felt less focused to me than than it did at the beginning. And that Yellow Jackets currently feels. Yeah, that's what, that, that, yeah, that's what I, I feel like when people come up with so many theories, eventually there's going to be a letdown. And. I'm, that's why, like, sometimes, like, I love theory and I love, like, talking about shows, but that's why I love talking about characters a little bit more than I like talking about, like, mm. um, the plot. Like, Not the plot. The, answer? the answers. Because yeah. to me, I'm, that's, like, trying to save some part of the expectations of me as an audience member so I can still be excited for what, what the answer is going to be. Mm. But it was kind of, like, I do, I do think that, like, I think the writers here are a little bit smarter, but then, like, maybe the Game of Thrones writers were, like, they were kind of going for like in Game of Thrones. They were trying to like constantly like try to subvert expectations. But when you subvert expectations too many times, it stops. It, it just starts being not good writing because yeah. like after a while, you have built like 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 I think my like my least favorite thing with Game of Thrones. Everyone was like, "Oh, that's how real life is. People die randomly. It's realistic." But like mm. we watch stories because they're satisfying arcs and stuff like that, and they have kind of meaning to them. Like stories are stories. That's why they're yeah. a little bit more. They have to have like you know, the basic structures and climaxes and stuff like that. And I never really enjoyed the sort of. And it's just easier to do it the other way than doing something a little bit more satisfying. And like I think subverting expectations, you end up like kicking the rest of the story a little bit on the teeth. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when it comes to that, I think I don't know. I, I forgot my major point, but I think. I don't think Yellow Jackets is going to go in that way. But mm-hmm. my whole thing is like, I'm kind of almost not even creating expectations for me to set <laughs> a little bit. Um, but but I do think it is going a little bit more like um, a like Lovecraft-like angle. Oh, That's my guess. Um, 
how do you well, mean? Lovecraft is ra- a racist, evil man, but there, there yeah, is something like of him. like, yeah, but like the nebulous, like uh, more like this ominous, like unknowable, unseenable thing. I've always found those very jump oh, scary okay. when it's a little bit more of like a psychological, like a feeling less than like a tangible thing. And yeah. that's how I've always seen like the wilderness. Yeah, I like that interpretation of it. I think also like what you were saying about Game of Thrones and that sort of approach. I think there is a danger territory when a show gets to a place of because people do do really dramatic random things and people do do things that are <laughs> do do. Sorry. <laughs> you know, pretty You talk about poop a lot this episode. I know. Sorry guys. Um <laughs> but Hope you know, people doing. do things to shock each other, but it's not usually the main thing that like you know what's driving human decisions isn't usually primarily oh you know what would really surprise everyone like you know what would seem really hardcore right now and I think sometimes it could feel like that with Game of Thrones characters of like they're just doing the most shocking thing to be the most shocking which definitely I'm like factors in but I don't think it's always at you know like the top thing people are thinking about just also what you mentioned about liking how you like following characters rather than the the answers or you know plot mechanisms of the show I think it also yeah it creates more interesting questions for the viewer because if a plot twist or plot device or something could be hinted at by just putting together clues the way people do when they're theorizing about a show of like oh he said this or she did this or this was on screen so all of these clues are foreshadowing and they add up to this big plot reveal that in retrospect will make sense it feels that feels more constructed than real life feels and it feels more interesting to follow character clues like in a show like succession where it's like um little tiny gestures and um things that they've done have been clues leading up to like decisions that they'll make i guess yeah and i know we i, I think the succession and yellow jackets are happening the same weekend which is probably why we are making so many parallels to show to show that maybe <laughs> um, they're like battling like, for space in my brain they really are um i'm glad we're doing the yellow jackets thing but sometimes i am like what if we just <laughs> tune in for our succession podcast Shiv's doing a little bit girl bossing this episode. This was a real big um, go women episode. Shiv frustrates me so so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, my yeah. girl failure. Um, oh, really. who's the girl failure of Yellow Jackets? I don't know if the term girl failure is super familiar to me. The what opposite of a girl boss. So Shiv, Elaine from um, Seinfeld okay um girl failure like she tries to girl boss but she is like too intrinsically too much of a loser mm-hmm. to really is say it like, jaggy i hope it's oh my jaggy. god dude <laughs> okay, I, yeah <laughs> jackie kind of girl failed her way into all of their digestive systems oh um, my god jackie's a girl failure yeah i'm sorry jackie it might be you a lot of the others that we're still with they can't be that much of girl failures because they're still alive so far well not, not all of them but i think of the of the parish ones maybe i would pick jackie yeah yeah um who's the girl boss of yellow jackets taisa okay yeah that was an easy answer yeah yeah taisa 
Titus is a what was her thing? She went to how um Howard then Columbia and she's that's like true. And that's true. That's like, true. And then I'm gonna do be the top of my class and I wanna travel this. And Shauna's like, but you did do all Won that. her election. That's yeah. true. She does have that track record. <laughs> and Shauna's like, This is not a fantasy, you did do all that. Yeah. Misty comes in and interrupts Javi by news by Kristen. We lost her, and then they need to find Ty and Shauna. And they're doing this like group meditation thing where like this is a little weird. I don't know how I felt about this. How did you feel about this? Like feel like using Lottie's methods to find themselves through the woods. Oh, when they're guiding Shauna and Ty back. Yeah. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, I think I liked it, yeah, because I like, I like when things happen that make it increasingly harder for them to ignore what's going on with Lottie, mm-hmm. and this feels like, especially for Ty, who has been maintaining this position of I'm only in it to make Van happy and like whatever, I'm not thinking about it too hard, especially because for her, not thinking about it is so tied up in this idea of kind of being in denial about her own situation with the sleepwalking and her own connection to everything going on. So she's been pretty, like, determined to not really tune in. But right now she has to, like, actually really invest herself in order to save herself and Shauna. So she dives in earnestly and is like, yeah, we hear our friends wanting wanting us to return to them. So I don't know. I think, and the fact that that works, I feel like, is just another thing that's gonna have to tip Taisa into maybe more confrontation territory. I think this does like probably will. Ch- I I don't know if she'll forget after Shauna gives birth to the baby, but like I think it's true that might take if, center stage. If that goes smoothly and Taisa does have like a reflective moment, she might fully convert to Team Wadi here. I know. Uh-oh. Which, I don't know. I guess Shauna's also here. So Shauna also, I guess we'll see that it worked. But I'm nervous if that decision will leave Shauna by herself on the other side. With Ben, I guess. Like, he's the only one I can think of who's not Team Lottie. And maybe Natalie. Oh, yeah, nah. But she not, like, the strongest that. coalition. <laughs> they kind of are feeling like they're on the outside right now. Uh, yeah. Um... Bad tie and van make out. My only note here is it's kind of hot. <laughs> that, uh, dude, um, it kind of was. <laughs> dude, I have a, a tiny note here. A tiny question that's brought up for me. Well, maybe it's not tiny, but like, so yeah, I mean, Van recognizes she's like, oh, you're the other one, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But the kissing Van, that decision, it just makes me wonder how much Taisa this other version is. Oh, yeah. You know, being interested in Van is a Taisa thing. So does that mean that her, like her and this kind of shadow self share some of the same instincts? Or I'm just wondering how separate this person is from the Tai that we know. Um, Well, the bad version of Tai also um, made the moves on Van when she was sleeping, I think, two episodes. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I forgot about that. So. I think a part of me read it as a kind of like a um like a like like an instinct of them like like it was basically like I'm horny I'm gonna make moves on the on, on like the person I know my other self is like connected to that's oh, how okay. I kind of saw it 
Um, but it does make me really, that's why I kind of like that dynamic a lot. Is like this other person recognizes that Ran is a figure in her life and she can see her as like an outlet for this. Um, mm-hmm. But I am kind of curious about how bad Taitha, the only term I can come with up for her, is like how much she recognizes Van now that she's older. I like that too. Like she recognized Van now she's older. So how much is she in the background of Taitha's mind and is she processing things? Yeah. Yeah. The people in Taisa's life. Yeah, we I feel like we still have much to learn about this other Taisa. I, mean, I hope we get a name for her. But she does say, um, this is not where we're supposed to be. Hmm? Oh yeah. I guess that's also when you say like we don't have a name for her. Now that I think of it, we have there's two characters who've called her the other one, because Van here is like, Are you you're the other one, aren't you? But Sammy also says that in season one, um, when like Ty is sitting with him and she says something like, it's like, it's okay. And he, oh, no, it was the bad one. He was like, I like, you're not the bad one. Okay. So I guess that was different. It also implies that bad Taisa, I think the most terrifying imagery I can think of is looking up and seeing your mother crouching on your window. It's so terrifying. Dirt. I know in the tree. That's so fucked up. I feel I really feel for Sammy. Also, who is taking care of him right now? Where is Sammy? Because Simone's like unconscious, right? In the hospital. Yeah, just Taisa make I hope she made plans for Sammy to be taken care of by like a grandparent or something. I would assume by now it would have occurred to her if she hadn't made plans, but like yeah, I don't know. I hope Sammy's okay. Um, yeah. I'm sure he, I'm sure someone is taking care of him, but I mean, yeah, yeah. But um, that's important. <laughs> deeply, deep, and I yeah. Now it also makes me think like Taisa seems to have actively been um terrorizing bad Taisa, been actively terrorizing Sammy. So I wonder if bad Taisa is like recognizing her relationships and sabotaging them in some way. Oh, because she planted yeah. the paint in Sammy's room. No, oh, when they, they did, did what? the. Because remember, there's graffiti in front of the house, and she planted like the paint in Sammy's room. Yeah, yeah. What is up with that? That's a good point. Yeah, I wonder. She's like recognizing that Thais is trying to make like a domesticated life, and she was like, "Not on my watch." She's like, "Not so fast." Not so fast. But it also Um, is, yeah. Like it's now that it's happened because it's they've been settled down for a little while i'm that's another question i'm really curious about is like why is this all resurfacing now yeah why is yeah um because oh that's a that's a question question from skylar um burkhardt our producer but she's like at first i thought it was like the stress of the campaign for taisa but lottie's also getting her visions back at the same time Mm, so she and lottie are synced in some kind of way what mm. what is happening in the greater scheme of the story that's making both Lottie and Taisa the the two most connected to the, the spiritually to the woods kind of getting back kind of getting back to this state after many years of like being dormant. Yeah. And it seems like even like they're definitely the two who are most tuned in, but it does seem like other characters pick up on it too. Because Travis had that oh, message yeah. that was like tell Nat she was right. Which I guess we we get in this next scene in the episode where Nat and Lottie are sort of trying to go into Natalie's memories together and figure that out. And she realizes what he was right about was that she 
wasn't it that she said like there was something evil out there and they brought it back with with them yeah so natalie knew it at least at some point and then travis also knew it at the time that he died that something evil was there with them that's also the first time i realized so nat and lottie are in this room they're kind of meditating and like lottie's trying to like bring kickstart nat's memories to see think what she was told um travis um we get hints of travis and nat's like relationship which is like again what we assumed what it was it was just like kind of um sort of toxic on and off again relationship where like they try to stay away from each other travis had another girl but then that kind of came into it back into his life they were on a bender in the hotel room where nat mm-hmm. nat passed out for a little bit and then she started having sort of a vision of hallucination and this is a really cool scene where we get kind of this glitchy like and the music starts really amping mm-hmm. up at this point and we see the antler queen kind of emerging from the plane where we see see all their dead bodies too and i always assumed that lottie was the antler queen i don't think she is now right really what do you think did i get that wrong completely wrong wait you thought this scene confirmed that she wasn't yeah like like she saw an image of like the um figure coming in through the wreck of the plane and she didn't recognize that as Lottie. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I thought it was just because the Antler Queen was in disguise that it was like we still couldn't quite see. I would think. I don't know. I don't know if it would. I mean, she's been hanging out with Lottie this whole time. It makes me wonder if it would have. They would have mentioned it, but I can see why they wouldn't because, you know, it's like traumatic and I don't know, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've also I feel like I've been hearing little theories swirling around in this season that maybe Shauna could be the antler queen Mm. which would be also a real curveball which I feel like I'm not like learning from the things that I'm saying where like this show is less interested in like oh surprise like curveballs just to throw you off for the sake of throwing you off um but I mean I could see it I could see it being Shauna but I could also definitely see it being Lottie. I mean, she definitely exerts this sway over the group um, in an intense way that none of the others really do. She feels like she has the most social power, at least right now. Yeah, she has social power. Um, that's what I, I always assume with Lottie, too. But I guess I wasn't sure what to make of this vision that Nat had. Yeah, of the Antler Queen? yeah. I wasn't totally sure either. Maybe I should rewatch, but I kind of thought it was just a revisiting trauma sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever it was, it was able to... It, this was really lovely where it, um, she, uh, Nat lay, lays down and turns into teen Nat laying down on adult Lottie's lap. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of the, I think this is the only other time we've seen this happen, like the scene in season one when Shauna kills Adam and she turns into the young Shauna is who we see on screen doing that and how it just sort of takes her body right back into the trauma she experienced when she was a kid. And I feel like we're seeing like a a sort of similar mirroring here for Natalie is that she's been really viscerally brought back into these things she experienced as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. It felt really moving though. 
Yeah, I think like as the women are reuniting, I think we're going to get a lot of scenes of like them going to Lottie for comfort mm-hmm. and them kind of falling into her trap, like into the trap of like the cult. Um, I think because Lottie, I think, is like a figure of comfort for them. Like whatever mm-hmm. happened in the woods, I think they did see her as a leader. And I am like we get another scene of like in the trailer of like her of Shauna resting a Lottie's lap, like adult Shauna resting on adult Lottie's lap. Mm-hmm. So I do think they're just going to be going for Lottie for like comfort and guidance. But um, yeah. And I'm excited for the fall. I'm excited for these women to start falling yeah. for each other. <laughs> I really like also just the emerging question in the show of like who, I don't know, I guess like power within a group like this, especially where they're all teenagers, because mm-hmm. in a survival situation, like yeah the question of like is it natural for a leader to emerge and how does a leader emerge do they like assert their own power or do other people kind of converge around them and mostly so far it seems like other people are just converging around Lottie although she's not she's not saying no yeah (laughs) um, I don't know yeah like they're all there's really a strong pattern being established of them all turning to her for comfort but there does seem to be like a gap where Lottie doesn't have anyone she can turn to for comfort um anymore really so yeah the kind of vacancy that that creates in Lottie's life or in her like teen psyche I don't know um I think is becoming an interesting part of this season yeah and I think um as an adult no yeah I think like with Lottie too is that yeah, you, I mean, like, in the beginning, in the pilot episode with Jackie, right, like, the thing he says, like, you're a captain, not because you're the best player by any means, but you have, like, what the other girls don't have, you have influence. Yeah. And then, in the True. final... Maybe Jackie's the antler queen. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> this is how Jackie comes back. Um, <laughs> but those dynamics shifted so immediately in the woods, right, where, like, every time Jackie tries to bring back that old influence and make the girls back, it completely is thwarted by the wilderness. And then yeah, true. in the last scene of the last season, um, Lottie specifically lets her go out into the cold. Whoa. And I think it's like, I don't know if Lottie knew this because I think she generally is upset that, I don't know if she's upset that Jackie died, but she recognizes Sean upset that Jackie died. But mm-hmm. it's like a part of her knew that she needed Jackie to die for her to get more influence. Now, oh, I don't dang. Think, I don't know. I don't know which version. I don't think Lottie is like thinking about that, but I think a part of her knows intrinsically that's like Jackie needed to die for her to have more influence over the group. Yeah, I can see how knowing that that's true also is different from like wanting it to happen. Um, oh yeah, like recognizing that reality versus I don't know. Yeah, because I definitely don't think she like wanted Jackie to die or anything like that. But it's <laughs> inevitable for her. She's just like this has to happen. Like. And she yeah. kind of snapped at Coach a little bit. She was like, no, let, let Jackie go. Um, yeah. That's true. That was weird. Oh, my girls. Um, and then uh, Shauna stumbles in and she goes into labor and mother's uh, hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mom time. It's mom time. Oh, um, no. Oh, Shauna. Yeah. Dang. But, the next episode, I think, is going to be a ride. The next episode for sure. This was, pretty, this was a ride of an episode too. This was a big connecting yeah. episode. I really wasn't expecting Crystal to die. That felt to me like the main thing that stuck with me out of this episode was her her death scene. 
Yeah. Personally. I thought she would make it. I and in the last episode we were talking about my like danger rankings and I was like, <laughs> the mouse is at the top now. I was barely thinking about Crystal, but lo and behold, the mouse made it through the episode, is still buddies with Akila, and Crystal's gone. Dude, I think um I thought Miss I thought Crystal was gonna die like later in the season. I didn't think she would die yeah, so soon. I think I thought so too. What are your danger rankings now? Are you still like mouse then? Uh I honestly I could see the mouse making it just because I feel like the next episode will be pretty baby focused. The baby I could see definitely in the top top five. I don't know. I mean a little nervous for the baby. Um just because like it's wilderness childbirth, which seems not easy. Coach Ben's still hanging out up there. Yeah, he's still hot. I no, hope not. In a similar vein to how I was saying, I hope Akila doesn't die at least before we get a little more depth from her. I also hope the same of Mari because I think Akila, so far we've only gotten kind of sweet, endearing little scenes of her where mm-hmm. we don't, we still don't know her too well, but we just like see her doing nice little things that would make it sad if she died. <laughs> and I think Mari this. I think we saw, like, more maybe in season one, but this season so far, it's been a lot of, like, her not being the most helpful, um, at least to, like, the social health of the group. So if she died, I would hope also that there's a little more, like, sympathy for her, I guess, before that happens. Especially if this show is going to be five seasons, like... Is it actually... I thought so. I thought they had like a five season arc, but I don't know if all of the 96 timeline will be in the woods, actually. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. I can't even imagine. I know. Because they got to, they're in the woods for several more months and we already have so many current day people locked in. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know. There's like six of them now, right? Um, Who we know live in the present. So of the others... I don't know. They gotta make them last a while. <laughs> I mean, they already shown us, shown them getting rescued with Lottie, right? Lottie's flashback. Yeah. I was surprised they even did that. Like, I thought that would be like a season three thing. Um, yeah, I liked getting a teeny glimpse of that. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wanted a little bit, a little bit more. But like, I'm excited. I like that. Like, kind of made me realize they're not afraid to do, to they're not afraid to like jump there right quickly, and yeah. that makes me excited because I feel like if you draw it out for too long. You end up getting a little like um frustrated. Yeah. I also like that they're not afraid to like go like backtrack into the past a little more, like with Ben's um boyfriend. Yeah. Even though, you know, we're in the woods now. I like seeing a little more of his previous life too. would fare in the wilderness or we would do like a parallel to cast members i think of like who's who Um, now these members of succession can barely handle new york as millionaires (laughs) billionaires so true they're already struggling (laughs) they're not gonna be okay they can't even survive 
board meetings with each other. Yeah, I know. They're they're very weak people. But Logan, Logan Roy, he is a Quebecois. He's a Quebecois. So this is technically his home. Oh, Canada. He's from Montreal. I mean, like... Okay, was, I don't know that that gives him an advantage, though. <laughs> he, he can communicate in French with the spirits. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> getting in a plane crash, everyone starts, like, turns to you, like, wait, you're from Canada, right? What do we do? <laughs> You're the Canadian. No, I, I kind of think Logan. I'm torn with him because, in the one sense, he's you know he's a killer and he will do what it takes to to survive and come out on top. And I could see him, ex- like coming up with the same amount of like intense, sort of unchecked social control that he has in Succession. But I also could see if he crashed like with these other all the other Succession characters. I could see that emerging as like the chance when they're all able to stop thinking about him because it's like you're not really my boss out here. We don't depend on your money out here. It's just survival, and you suck. Is he the Jackie of the cast? He's the Dude, one who loses. Him. He's the the girl failure. <laughs> it's Logan. I mean, that's but maybe that's wishful thinking. He might honestly be okay because he is just really good at human nature. But if he if that was what happened and Logan came out on top, it would be such a terrible ride for like everybody else. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think Connor, because he's already kind of, he has this faux wilderness, like persona. He has a ranch and all that. Um, oh, I don't yeah. think he would do well, but I think he would act like he was doing much better and he'd be already like peeing into cups and trying to turn it into water. Oh, like true. he's already trying to do the things badly. So you think he'd do the best? Of the siblings, yes. I think mm. Connor would have that sense, but he would go with a little bit more gusto. Kendall and Roman. Oh my god. I think they shrivel up immediately. Really? Roman already that looks like so he's dehydrated. It's so hard to imagine them in this scenario. I don't know. Because, yeah, they're both like... I'm thinking of their qualities as strategic thinkers, but how much does that help you in in the woods roman already looks dehydrated all the time that's so true <laughs> he's already weak <laughs> yeah i feel like shiv would not be helpful because i just don't think she's ever very helpful um this is my anti-shiv self coming out i like her i don't hate her. she's not my least favorite character i just don't think that she ever really helps shiv to me is like a loser girl failure but she's also like my princess like she's okay. utterly she's terrible at everything and yet i'm obsessed with seeing her be terrible at everything um, yeah i do feel a bit of that too yeah i think i'm just very fascinated by how someone can have so much confidence in being really bad at everything yeah she, <laughs> she really like gusto. she really thinks she's she thinks she's good at stuff which i'm like where's where's the evidence of that why should we believe you yeah i do think though i think my favorite like aspect of shiv and my favorite time seeing her in succession i think or like her dynamic with tom and i kind of think in a wilderness scenario tom would be 
I could see him doing okay, actually, because I think oh, yeah. he has enough, like, um, like hum- humility, maybe, or like he's not, he's proud, but he's not like as prideful, maybe, as like the siblings are. So I could feel him, I could see him being quicker to kind of get down in the dirt with whatever tasks might need to be done and like go out and find yeah. food or whatever, where I feel like the siblings would be, I would think that they're, first reactions would be like obviously we're gonna get rescued like right away or mm-hmm. you go get me food and I'll eat it yeah um, yeah I don't know I don't think they're quite as industrious if it came to like a survival situation I think Greg would die in the plane oh yeah <laughs> Jerry probably would be running the show I think Jerry's the other queen <laughs> Oh yeah, Jerry's the antler. <laughs> I said Marsha the antler queen. I think Jerry might be. Oh. Marsha's not on the plane. Yeah, I don't want Marsha to be on the plane. Marsha. But I could see. Oh gosh, I don't want her to be, but I could see it. Yeah, Marsha too. But I don't she's think Marsha. People don't like her as much. You know. I love her. Oh, the, the people in the group here don't love her. Like yeah, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because yeah, yeah. if yeah, if everyone's got to get behind her and and trust her with being in charge of the cannibalism. I see Jerry usurping Logan a little bit power wise. Mm, I could see that. Kind of mm. slyly. She did with the company. That's true. That's true. And Frank, Hugo, Carolina, and Carl. I had no idea what to put these with these guys. I feel like they could <laughs> die on the plane. I don't know. <laughs> or or they're like the background yellow jackets characters who in season two, you're like, remember, they were there in season one for sure. But, you know, but you're kind of wondering, like, are they just going to get eaten later? That's definitely how I feel about Hugo. Hugo's getting eaten. Hugo's getting he's, eaten. He's, he's on old. the kill list. He's getting eaten on this show right now. He's yeah. trying to meet to Kendall of all people. That's, it's canon. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzkill is a Yellow Jackets podcast. It is hosted by Lori Zube and Nisha Khan. It is produced by us alongside Skylar Burkhardt. Follow us on Instagram at Buzzkill Radio. Our intro music is Immense by Mere Women. Our outro music is Black Elk Mountain by Twizzle. See you again next week. Oh, sorry. See you again next week. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> I, I was like, did I write that? <laughs> See you. Oh